thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I, I I've been a huge fan of yours and Hanoi since 1988, and you know it's always a cool. pleasure to talk to you. And the last time we talked was 2015, when Blackout States came out, and since then, all oh, right, yeah. yeah, and since then you've put out what I think is your best work to date with uh, this this new album, One Man One Man Gang, and it is so fantastic like the energy was so high and you were just i don't know i just got a sense of energy and excitement from the album and you must have just been on top of the world with making this record yeah I, i'm i'm very happy with it and uh, the thing was we had we had no uh, deadline or anything when we were doing it we had no management at the time and we our deal with uh, universal was up so we didn't have a label uh, so we didn't. We were just making a record on our own, and uh, uh, actually recorded the basic tracks uh, in 2018 in March. We, we were in the studio for a couple of weeks, two or three weeks, whatever. And we recorded 18 tracks, and then we took a little break for the summer for the festivals, and then went back in the studio in the fall. And uh, me, mainly me and uh, Rich Jones and Steve Conte, to uh, finish up uh, overdubs and and also. Choosing the songs for the album, I, I had, I mean, there's a lot of good songs and uh, a couple of them were left for bonus tracks. There's two bonus tracks in Japan and there's one more bonus track, which I don't know what's going to happen with that. But um, <clears throat> the other ones were too good to be bonus tracks, you know, <laughs> probably save them for the next, next album. And there was a time when there were 14 songs and I was like, I can't get rid of these two. And then, then I just decided one day I thought, no, 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 no. It's got to be like the 40 40 Mitch Tops is a good album that you want to listen to again. After you're done listening to it, you want to hear it again. It's got to be that way. So uh, so I, uh, we ended up with this uh, this entirety, which I think works really good with all the, the pacing of the album and everything and the style of songs and the, the music. It's really uh, a good entirety as a whole. I think it's uh, you know one of the most successful ones we've done, if not the successful one in terms of uh, having a... You know, of course, all killers, no fillers, but uh, also the, just the way it goes in, uh, into like having a song like Heaven is a Free State is <laughs> uh, very unusual for, I mean, five years ago, there was no way we would have had a song like that on an album. But mm -hmm. for this this time, you know, that band has come of age and uh, really uh, evolved to a point where uh, I think it's cool to have a song like that as, a, as an air break. Uh, in, amongst all the hard-hitting stuff, and at that point on the record, the third to last song, it's, it's really cool to go into a new, different musical world, and then sort of, you know, then it's then get back into the more harder rocking stuff, and then uh, low life in high places. I think it's a great, great finisher for this whole thing. It's, uh, that was such a great way to close out an album. Like I actually went in and listened to this album probably three times in one sitting. You know, what I kind of got out of the album as a whole was that, you know, you were having so much fun and it really kind of radiated through the, the music and the band. I mean, this is, the, you can tell that this band has really become a band. You know, it's not just Michael Monroe with some backup guys like you guys really feel like a strong entity now and that really comes through in these songs cool that's great that's great to hear because that's really what it is and that you know i can't fake that it's it comes across on the record and when we play live you, you can tell that you know we're the best of friends and we have a great time together and it's all getting better so uh yeah that's nice to hear that uh, comes across that strong 
with every passing Michael Monroe album, I go, oh my God, if anything, just come to Atlanta and you can stay in my basement and just play, you know, (laughs) (laughs) we can jam, you know, because, you know, I mean, there's so much energy behind the live performance and I'm sure you've heard this a lot and I've heard other people say that, I mean, this is energy and a live performance that seems to lack a lot in modern music and that's almost kind of a dying thing where where artists just went out on stage and just gave everything they had not caring if everything was perfectly tuned and whatnot that was how you were with Hanoi Rocks that's how you've been through your solo career do you ever just feel like oh I should probably calm down or whatever or do do you just love just going out there balls out and not caring yeah the the latter (laughs) the balls out not caring is the best yeah that's <laughs> but yeah you just throw yourself into it full on and uh you know of course we've we've evolved over the years we've gotten better and our guitars are in better are in better tune than with hanoi i'm sure <laughs> but uh back then was uh, you know we hardly had any they didn't have tuners back in the day really uh, or they started having them but uh yeah we're we're just and the, the band is such we're you know, everybody's such a great musician and uh, player that uh, it's a pleasure playing with these guys, knowing that we don't really have to worry about. You know, if there's if there's any uh, screw ups, then uh, it's only only fun. You know, and people love that stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's it's really a pleasure playing with these guys. Every every gig is you know either either good or great or brilliant. You know, <laughs> those are the options. <laughs> we have, have a great. Right, because we have a great time, and uh, really, uh, it's honest and it's from the heart, and you know, uh, sincere. We really have a good time, and everybody and the audiences have a good time, and really, uh, and the music is. This time, you know, we we did three weeks in uh, in Central Europe, and you know, ten dates in the UK just now, and and living on a bus, you know, you had to have a good group around you. You don't want to, you don't want one guy there to be, you know, negative or anything. So, you know, we get along real good and doing these shows, we played, we started, I mean, playing in places like Paris and where we had, we hardly ever played before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and starting the show, you know, five first songs of the album, we started pretty much, we played the, uh, the new album from, from uh, you know one man gang last year like the a side of the album we played in, in a row pretty right. much and then mm-hmm. then uh then there's a couple of you know the old ones and then some more and all together we started out with all 11 songs of the new album but now then there were a bit too many uh, slow ones for our live thing so we tightened it up a little and uh it was yeah seven songs of the new album were in the set at least you know throughout the whole tour and it was great, you know, and the new songs go down real well. People love it and we had a good time. And uh, it's good to be able to play, you know, the new new album. Uh, and we've been so, it's been a while since we had had a new album to play, uh, new songs to play. Right. We've, we're having a blast too uh, with this new stuff. And it's really, really a strong album. And songs that are really good to play live. They're really made for playing live and recorded that way too. There's not too many overdubs, so it really right. sounds good. You know, it's funny yeah. because I really... One of the things I noticed with, uh, especially with the live set, which I've happened to catch some on YouTube since that's my only way to see Michael Monroe live right now. Um, but mm-hmm. it is, it says a lot when an artist and, you know, and or a band goes out and plays a lot of material from a new album. I think it speaks volumes to how proud they are of their new material and how they think 
it, how they think it holds up to or measures up to what is considered their classics. And, you know, that's kind of a bold thing, especially for someone like you who, you know, who has legendary Hanoi Rocks material. Um, you've got a long uh, solo career and whatnot, but yet you still always manage to get out there and play a lot of new material whenever you create it. Yeah. It would probably be easier for you to go out and do like a whole set of Hanoi Rocks. But what, what is it that keeps you from doing that? Well, because we we do create new stuff that's that's uh, it's only getting better, and uh, you know this band is really what we uh, what we do is I, I mean you know why play the old songs because you have a lot of new material that's more contemporary for us, and and we always play some of the you know the old Hanoi ones. There's always somebody's going to want to hear you know the. Uh, up around the bandit, don't you believe me? And some of the Malibu Beach and stuff. And mm-hmm. we don't want to let those people down, of course. And Demolition 23, Nothing's All Right, Hemisphere Day, and, mm-hmm. and songs that, you know, and then our our own, you know, big ones like Battle of the Lower East Side and uh, 78s and, you know, Old King's Road and stuff. That's, you know, it's always going to be there. But <clears throat> of course, you want to play the new stuff rather because it's, uh, it's, it's, it's good. It, enough I'd rather be playing uh, be, be in this position uh, to be playing uh, my current albums rather than some of the old 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 songs and not have anything special anything new that's you know good enough uh, it's it's great stuff it's a strong album so why not play it you know I, I, we're creating new material all the time and it's it's really good and so uh uh, I don't. I really don't want to be. I, I don't mind playing the old songs, and uh, uh, but some bands play only. <laughs> like some bands make records uh, just as an excuse to go on the road and mm-hmm. maybe play one song of the new album, and the rest of it's all the old old hits from the '80s or something. I'd rather be in this position, you know, where uh, we're creating new new material and playing most of the new album than uh, live in the past you know of course i've loved everything you put out but for some reason this album just resonated with me more so than anything you've ever done i don't know if it's that i'm getting older and i you know i'm kind of getting nostalgic and whatnot but no 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 it's just a good record man (laughs) (laughs) well of course it is but like you know like i said but in listening to the album you know songs like you know in like like last train to tokyo has this very ramones feel to it and i think it showed that you had this love for that old school new york kind of you know glam punk and then like wasted years actually seemed to really just kind of time warp back to the Hanoi Rocks days, which shows that you're still very proud of that sound and, and what you did with that band. Yeah. But you're not going to just live yeah, all of, on all that of band. Us. Yeah, no, no, no. And all of us are, you know, the whole band, Rich Jones, Steve Conte, and, you know, Sammy and Carl. I mean, we're all into the same kind of music and, and we have similar, you know, we we come from the same place and we share the same vision. So it's really... Really, it comes natural to us. Mm-hmm. We just like that kind of, you know, that, that that's the best kind of music to us, and we, it's just natural, and it's it's you know, it's, it's what we like, and uh, that's I think this well, the band is developing all the time. We're evolving and getting better, and that's I think this is really a strong album, if if not the strongest. I mean, every every album we've done with this band, the, the past four albums have really have a strong uh, identity then mm-hmm. on their own and. Uh, but uh, I think we're getting better, and it's a good thing. And really, this is the kind of music we like and we live, and this is what I'm about. And 
uh, that's why it's uh, what it is, you know. But it's also there's a uh, new dimensions. I think I like the fact that like song like in in the tall grass, for example, it's really different. Mm-hmm. And I was going for it's really about like the, the sort of like the end of the innocence when you're a teenager and you realize the world isn't such a safe place after all. And mm-hmm. I tried to sing the verses kind of like like an innocent child, you know, and then I listened back to it. And I was like, wow, I never sang like that before. It went mm-hmm. pretty soft. And somebody asked me in an interview, actually, somebody actually asked me that, who was singing the verses in the tall grass? I was like, it's me. Why? Why? What do you mean? It's me. Oh, okay. Because they thought I it was somebody that. else. Well, wow, that's really cool. Even I knew and that, like, man. <laughs> like, I was just like, wow, this is right? another anyway. side of Michael that I've never right. heard before. Right. And that's, I like that, you know, you know, new, finding new dimensions in the vocal, you know, you try to, uh, you try to, uh, you know, uh, experiment, experiments and you evolve and get better at what you do and trying to do things like that it's, and succeeding in it. That's great. You know, that's, and wasted years, for example, I had sung the lead, the lead vocal on that. It's, uh, and that was, you know, we were at the mixing stage and I was, I, uh, I was thinking it wasn't really happening. It's something mm-hmm. missing there, and it was too stiff, you know. And, and then I figured, oh, and then, you know, I'll go for a real more, more, bit more laid back approach and have a uh, more like, you know, like Mick Jagger. And I envy him because he's so laid back always. It's like he it sounds like he just got out of bed when it's, you know, some songs. <laughs> so I went for that kind of, kind of laid back appro- approach, more like behind the beat as opposed to you know on the beat and uh, that was the key to it and that was uh, it, it was way better and that, that's when i really clicked with that song you know so uh and also that kind of thing i've rarely done before so it's always great to find that you can you can uh, expand your horizons and you know try out new stuff and you're evolving and it's, it's never ready it's always something you can do you know differently and and better and that's that's what keeps me hungry and keeps it thing exciting oh yeah so i mean we're that's why we're so enthusiastic about it still you know you know when i first discovered hanno rocks and like i said like in you know 88 or so was that i remembered even as a young kid it uh, the songs kind of had this way of taking you away or taking me away from everything that was kind of going on in, in, in the world. But at the same time, it still kind of kept me in touch with what was going on. And then, you know, come the release of not faking it. I remember there was a specific song on that album that really moved me. And still to this day, uh, uh, man with no eyes. And it's uh-huh. kind of scary how that, song is so relevant with everything that's going on right now in America and the world yeah. in general. How have you been impacted by what's this whole circus that's going on in America right now? Well, I've, well, maybe uh, mainly I feel like I don't need to explain things anymore as, as back in those days, you know, in the eighties, not many people paid attention to a lot of those things. And, mm-hmm. you know, like the man with the eyes, what he's saying. Now I just feel like, I don't, I don't, I don't feel that much of a need to explain things to people because it's so black and white. It's so, so clearly in their face that, uh, you know, even a blind man can see what's going on mm-hmm. in the world now. And it's, you know, it's pretty scary. But uh, you know, what can you do? But acknowledge the fact that, uh, and not, you know, not try to hide hide the fact just tell the truth tell it like it is like in jump planets that's sort of like just uh, acknowledging the fact that you know we're 
the global warming is not even not a threat anymore. It's an ongoing disaster, and right. you know, having having a couple of uh, some of the biggest countries, leaders in the world, being complete denial about it, it's not very encouraging. It's pretty scary that everything is just you know full of bits in any second, and, and that the fact that. <laughs> They're still building like weapons of destruction while the, while the planet is being destroyed already. Mm-hmm. Anyways, and instead of finding cures for diseases and cancer and everything, you know, it's, it's totally total insanity. But uh, I don't know what else to do. But uh, sort of just by example and by what I say, you know, to try to try to get the collective consciousness to sort of. <laughs> Be more uh, aware, and perhaps uh, you know, every by little things, people, everyone could do their do little things to make you know make things better for the environment and stuff. You can you can do uh, so as much as you can, but uh, then yeah, the and the big leaders and whatever the people that are really in the power of doing something, they uh, right. for some reason they just don't. I guess they don't care about their own children you know, or the future generations. For uh, you know, because you know, if we continue this way, it's, you know, within a couple of hundred years, it's, it's all going to be history. You know, I know, and it's, it's so, a shame. Yeah, because like I remember, you know, as like I said, as you know, a young guy in tenth grade hearing man with no eyes and thinking to myself like wow that is you know it it was it was very awakening for me but at the same time you know in that era we didn't have the internet we didn't have all this stuff where news was just put out in your face 24 7 and like i relied almost on music more so than anything to kind of let me know what was going on out there because I didn't relate to the news people and I didn't relate to, you know, quote unquote old people, you know what I mean? Like I related to, you know, Michael Monroe and I related to the Ramones and people who were actually uh-huh. singing about social consciousness. Yeah. Yeah. Musicians tell the truth. The politicians are only acting on self-interest and they, they really don't care. They care too much about the money and their, you know, well, their high salary they're raising. But the thing is, with musicians can make things happen if they want because they truly care. Like Bob Geldof showed with Live, Live Aid. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's funny that in Internet... Uh, uh, you said there was no internet back in the day uh, with a man with no eyes, right? and I'm singing. Uh, when you get caught in the net, uh, in that lyrics, it says you get caught in the net, right? <laughs> I didn't know about the internet, but that was like a premonition, I guess. Or, it's a very, it's uh, you a know, very, I didn't. It's a very even know what I was saying, but I knew. It. Right? Yeah. I mean, when we played that song lately, we've been playing that song. Of course, I sing. Uh, it's caught in the internet. <laughs> uh, well, it's so it's so true because even though it's a different phrase of using that word, again, it kind of has this relevance in this day and time. Where, like, yeah, yeah. like you said, like it's almost kind of you know you're addressing stuff. It, it shows you how sadly the world hasn't changed much in 20 something years yeah exactly you know and that's right that's right but music has changed and, really too bad yeah and but like as far as music music seems to have changed you know we've had all kinds of different styles of hard rock and heavy metal and rock and roll but like everything else it seems to be a very cyclical thing so we're coming full circle around what do you think of some of the new bands that are coming out that are kind of embracing that classic sound of music that bands like 
you know, Hanoi Rocks and, you know, Ramones and, you know, even bands like ACDC and Led Zeppelin, you know, are starting this hear that in younger bands. Like, are you hearing that yourself? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't really follow stuff that closely. I mean, there's some bands I've heard that seem to be doing similar stuff. Say some names. Uh, well, I guess there's something I saw. Um, like Rival Sons, have you heard of them? <laughs> and, you know, like they. Kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. That, something you know? like, yeah. Those kind of bands, yeah, they have like the, the right ingredients and and mm-hmm. they're doing the right sort of right type of thing, right? Right. So there's, I mean, there's good bands around, and I'm thank God that the Foo Fighters are as big as they are, and, and and thank God that Slash is one of the biggest guitarists in the world because he's playing the right style of guitar. And, mm-hmm. and apart from being a real nice guy, you know, <laughs> being a hot right. guy with the heart of gold and. But uh, really, the style of music, uh, there's so much, uh, you know, shit out there that's really not that's really confusing it must be confusing to people and uh, rock and roll obviously is not on that much on the map but it'll always be people will always appreciate it, i'm sure true you know authentic real rock and roll and you can you can tell when it's not phony i mean you know there's a lot of fake stuff too and that that sells and uh, but you know, um, most people probably don't take it as serious as seriously as we do, as mm-hmm. as we as and aren't as passionate about it as we are right. as musicians and, and fans and you know who are really <laughs> living it. And uh, therefore, some most people I would say they just want something that goes in one ear and out the other and and so on. But uh, I think good rock and roll a real band like uh, you know like what we do live you gotta really you just gotta be there in the moment and you can't you just can't download it or by pushing a button you know you can there's a bunch of music that people make you know technically uh, the digital age and whatever I mean I don't think it's a it hasn't gotten much it hasn't gotten any better anyways mm-hmm. sound wise I think I don't think it's a sign of old age when you say that things were better before, but I think it's just in the 60s and 70s and early 80s, people made music more for music's sake as opposed to marketing and selling, you know, the record, the business has become such a big deal that, uh, you know, music has no business in the music business. And it really, you can hear it. That's why it sounds the way it does. Because uh, most people just want to do it to get famous and rich and uh uh, before they used to be more like it was more fun, you know, micing the drums and you know getting your own sounds and bands had more personality and and uh, artists were you know the music was better because you know we didn't think about you know how how we're gonna market this and there were no there were no trans genres like you know categories like uh, grunge and you know metal and you know stuff like that. I think those are it's unnecessary to categorize music i think it's just good music's good music and and the more different uh, bands there are different styles the more fun it is and you know everybody used to do their own thing more and uh, then there came a time where there was like for example grunge you know the people you know nirvana came out and became huge and they were great you know and then somebody came up with this grunge thing and, it's, mm-hmm. and then there's like two million bands trying to trying to sound like nirvana but never as good as them of course and uh it's boring when everyone sounds the same and you know and the record companies of course the record labels they encourage that because they think okay here's a new thing we can here's a package we can sell you know so that's why the quality of music has gone down i think you know so and i don't know what the (laughs) what the cure or what the answer is i'm just going to keep doing my thing and uh hopefully uh 
uh, people, uh, you know, will get to expand our fame in some ways. And, you know, because anybody who comes to see my band, this band is, you know, always everybody, everybody leaves with a smile on their face. They're very happy and, uh, you know, that's what we do. And there's a lot of good bands there, I'm sure. You just got to find them. And uh, it's encouraging that there are bands like, you know, Royal Sons and those guys. And there's other bands. I can't think of the name now. There's another band that was like a young and new that well, you know, uh, 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 Gre- Virgin Mary, Greta, Greta Van Fleet, uh, I think, is what the, it was. Was that? Uh, yeah, no, I don't. Eh, I'm not sure actually. The <laughs> the Virgin Marys are one of the you know you know in England the Virgin Marys they're pretty young and uh, oh, they had this great song them. Bang Bang Bang. There's a song called Bang 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 mm-hmm. by the Virgin Marys. Check it out. It's a great song and they're really a cool band and nice guys. Three piece band. That uh, I heard this the song on a. A uh, compilation that Slash put together for uh, Classic Rock had a CD. It was like Radio Slash or something it was called. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we, it had uh, our uh, song, 78 was the number one song in it. And then I listened to the CD and there was uh, just other cool stuff too, Rory Gallagher and stuff. And then there was this song, Bang, 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 by the Virgin Marys. And I was, that's how I discovered that band. It was a great song. Uh, that's a good new band. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, there's yeah. good bands, I'm sure. And it's got it's got to come, you know, full circle. At some point, you know, uh, people have to get tired of the the, the uh, you know the superficial stuff and whatever, you know. Oh yeah, you know, it's like everybody who says that kind. Of, you know, I I feel like so you know I'm 46 now, but I feel like every five years or 10 years I heard the oh rock and roll is dead and I read a really great article uh, a few months ago where they were talking about the whole concept of rock and roll and they said you know all the best rock and roll was never really the stuff that was out on the forefront like if you went to the underground that was where you found the truly great stuff you know even though you had Zeppelin and ACDC and they were riding on top and they were great there were so many bands underneath that never got the exposure that were incredible bands yeah that's so the thing rock and roll is kind of in a lot of ways back where it started in the underground you know yeah yeah that's that's true that's what it is and the coolest stuff you know most of my favorite bands are never huge mainstream successes mm-hmm. so yeah it, you're right all the coolest stuff is uh is not necessarily in the forefront you're right you're right about that yeah and i remember reading interviews with you back in the day and, uh, and i forgot who it was or where it was but somebody asked you what you listened to and i remember you were talking about you liked little richard and all these bands like it was because of you that i would go venture off into discovering Uh, these this music that i never knew existed so there's something strong about finding music that you didn't know of or that you weren't aware of or that maybe at that time in your life isn't commercially successful do you know what i mean right right exactly that you know and a lot of records that a lot of phony records phony rock and roll that can sell millions it doesn't mean that it's great even though it sells you know that's also confusing to people some of the best stuff is uh, more obscure some of the stuff like you said it's true that is just a fact Uh, so so you know 10 million fans can be wrong (laughs) (laughs) oh i love that that's so true and you know what one of the things you i was thinking about as you were talking was that especially 
in the age of the internet, digital music, like anybody can make a record now, you know? So like back in the day yeah. where you had, you really only heard of a band if they put out an album or if someone, you know, told you about them. But now there's so much music. So do you think that oversaturation might be what's keeping some of the truly great bands from being discovered? And that's possible. Uh yeah, it could be. I mean, I don't know. I really don't know. I have no, don't have an answer to what, what, why, what, why things are happening and what, what's not. Could be. Could very well be. I don't know. Works really out of. Yeah, it just seems people. like there. It just seems like there's so much music out there now. Like it's almost too much sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's, there could be like, uh, yeah, when there's, it can be confusing, and, and especially when there's with all this commercial stuff that they they shove down your throat, and uh, you know, especially there's stuff that you know, little kids are so susceptible to influence, and, and they want to be, you know, in fact, fashionable, and you know, what's cool to dig and stuff, and mm-hmm. push button music. And then, you know, there's a lot of stuff with, you know, especially with the, I mean, I like melodies and, you know, somebody talking over a drum beat doesn't really do it to me, you know, unless they have really <laughs> something to say. Like the original idea was in street she was telling the truth and, and shaking the establishment. Like, you know, the punk thing was good because it was, it was an attitude and mm-hmm. really a kick in the ass and, you know, a reminder to all the, even the, the rock bands that were like rich and out of touch with reality, living in their castles, it was just like, hey, you don't have to be a virtuoso player as long as you got something to say, write songs that mean something and you and you kick ass. And then, you know, uh, that was that was cool. But also then all this uh, cartoon rock kind of like, well, you know, the kind of metal where people are just growling and, you know, <laughs> there's no melody there either. It's just noise, you know, so... To me, I I like melodies and music, and of course, you gotta have good energy and and uh, you kick ass with songs. You know, uh, that's how you me- memorize songs. <laughs> There's a melody. You were and, talking about the whole screaming and the whole growling and stuff. And I remember I I talked to uh, one of my readers one time, and he was saying how how much he liked death metal. And I was like, why do you like it so much? And and he said, oh, I like what they what they're saying. And I was like, how? Can, in my mind, I go, okay, he sounds like he's saying something angry, but I don't know what he's saying. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Then you read and then you read the lyrics, you find out they're singing about Satan and, and some stupid, you know, some. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, or uh, all, all this devil, this and that, and and that, and it's like, come on, man, you know, are you, are you serious? You know, I mean, it can't be, can't be serious. I mean, if you, yeah, I think Satan sucks, man. I mean, maybe maybe he sell, it can sell, but I think Jesus' is style better. Like he says, I ain't walking on water, but I know a trick or two. You know, Jesus walked on water. I don't know how to do that one. I got a, a couple of tricks of my own. You know, <laughs> man. that's what that lyrics about. You know, and uh, wanting to. Uh, uh, the everybody's pissing on their own parade. It's about you know uh, people voting for things like Trump and Brexit, and then they're wondering why everything's all screwed up, complaining about why, how the world is all all messed up, and then, you know it's just like they bring it on to themselves. And I kind of try to rise above that, with, uh, you know, uh, uh, running on the PMA, positive mental attitude, mm-hmm. try to rise above it. You know, and love must conquer hate, and they like 
we'll always conquer darkness and that's the way i think of it and and it's not a wimpy thing it's it's a cool thing you know it's just it's always stronger i'm on the light side no matter what and you know i know the devil and all that stuff you know very well i've been there and you know <laughs> gone through the mm-hmm. you know uh tortures of the damned through the darkness and dark times and everything but you know it's really really positive attitude whatever you focus on tends to you know multiply and then that what that's why it's, i'd rather try to concentrate on the positive than the negative if you keep thinking everything's fu- all screwed up and you know, it's, it's all mm-hmm. it's all fucking shit anyways i don't give a shit about nothing you know it's <laughs> easy to say that but but uh you know if you think that way then things will start going that way in your life it's one of the things one of many things that i've always loved about you and your music and just your energy and it's one of the th- reasons why you've been around for so long and show no signs of stopping and i I can't even tell you what an honor it is to talk to you because i being a longtime fan you are such a good person and just a great musician and you you just continue to you you just continue to bring me lots of joy with all the music you put out oh thank you that's really nice to hear that that's the kind of thing that keeps me going knowing hearing that that uh you know really means a lot to me thank you I wore your face on my shirt many years, so. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, that's cool, man. Yeah, at least I can say that you're, I'm, I, I'm for real, anyways. At least you're not, uh, you know, uh, wearing some somebody who's a fake or a phony. I, at least I'm for real. Uh, that I can, I can say with no worries. You know, so. Well, like, you're, you're, like the you're shirt. On the right track. <laughs> well, like, well, like the shirt said, it said not what? faking it. So. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was the point. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not trying to say I'm any more real than anyone else, but not faking is for sure. At least it's it's uh, sincere and it's authentic and it's honest from the heart. It so, really uh, that's is. All I can say. Well, Michael, thank yeah. you so much for doing this today, and I really enjoy talking to you. And you're you're a great guy. And thank you again for all the years of incredible music. And let's have many more. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. I hope I uh, hope you'll get to see us live. You don't have to look at the internet, the uh, YouTube, for the live things. I hope one of these days soon we'll uh, get a chance. You'll get a chance to be at the live shows because it's something else. Well, like I said, if anything, we'll get you over here crash in my basement and we'll have a jam all right <laughs> you got it man <laughs> thank great you so talking to you too. thanks so much all right michael you. you too and have a great day thanks you too take right. care bye-bye bye now